Okay, we're recording. <laughs> okay. Hi, everybody. Hi, Hannah. Hi. I'm Mickey Atkins. And I'm Hannah Lehman. And you're listening Thank to you Thanks s- We Hate It. Thanks so much for coming yeah. today, everybody. Thanks for we're here for <laughs> Thanks for having me. You're welcome. <laughs> You guys are listening to episode numero dos. Yes. And we're here. We're starting it. Mm-hmm. Do you want to just jump right in? I don't think I have anything. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. My um, so. stuff that's been on my mind this week and my like weekly updates are the same. So I can just talk about that. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. That's a good segue then. What's Perfect. going on with you this week, Mickey? Oh, boy. <laughs> Girl, there's a lot. So my uh, thanks, I hate it this week, is getting my astrological ass kicked. Um, You and I have talked about this before privately because (laughs) I am an astrology girly and you are not. Um, But um, I love you the most for uh, humoring me when I talk about it because... I don't mind talking about it. (laughs) I love listening to people that believe in ghosts and their ghost stories, even if I don't necessarily believe. I love that shit. These are like the least controversial things to disagree on, in my opinion, is stuff like this. So I am happy happy to discuss and like and talk about it with you i still find it interesting okay cool all right good because i have a lot to say because there's been a lot okay. going on okay any, you... any astrology people out there let us know in the comments yes are you guys also having a rough mercury retrograde because this one <laughs> is kicking my ass normally mercury retrograde doesn't really get my goat i do okay especially because i don't have a lot of aspects to my natal mercury and so it's like not that big of a deal to me. But this one has been a lot because this Mercury retrograde coincided with a lunar eclipse in Scorpio and also my Saturn return because Saturn moved into Pisces a little while ago. So I've had all three of these things just like kicking up a bunch of like honestly like bad luck and just weird like like if you guys have ever seen that episode of Spongebob. Hannah, please tell me you've watched Spongebob as a kid oh yeah okay, oh great. what the hell i'm a millennial <laughs> i've watched um bunch you know of that episode said. where um there's that old man and somebody's like beating him up or something and they're like how many times do we have to teach you this lesson old man do you know what i'm talking about <laughs> i don't recall that off the top of my head <laughs> how many times do we have to teach you this lesson old man that's but uh that's been you. my life for the last like honestly like the last month or so oh mm-hmm. can you explain to people because literally everything you just said before the spongebob thing sounded like another language (laughs) like we were speaking two different languages can you explain what mercury retrograde means Mm -hmm. for people in the back people so let let me like explain and like break things down a little bit more to be clear i am very much an amateur astrologer i am somewhat new to like learning about astrology so by no means am i like the authority or the educator about it okay but generally to summarize a mercury retrograde refers to the phenomenon of mercury appearing to go backward in the sky i think we're all familiar with like planets having orbit you know they all like do the little loop-de-loop around the sun um (laughs) from like an earth-centered perspective we perceive the planets transiting in one particular direction right retrograde refers to when that planet from our perspective appears to be going backwards in the sky um it's Uh, not that the planet is actually going backwards from like an astronomy perspective but just to us it looks that way and so the phenomenon in astrology is like relevant because all of the planets have their own like characteristics and like domains and like things that they rule and govern and like that they're related to you know okay when one of the planets goes retrograde it can sort of things can get a little hinky with the stuff that those planets like govern or are related to. So for example, Mercury typically is associated. Oh, where'd you go? Sorry. <laughs> oh, Winnie. Somebody's being, somebody's like oh. walking around barking. And I thought maybe if she's on my lap for a little she bit, she lost? might chill out. Hi, so Winnie. if you guys are watching on YouTube, you can see her, her oh. little boop. Look she needs to be grooved. So bad. She's getting poop stuck on her butt like every other day because her <laughs> butt fur is so I'm so sorry for interrupting oh you. No, Legit. I just she I just wanted her to be quiet and I was trying to like pick her up so that maybe valid. she would 
So I'm sorry. Yes. No, you're fine. Um, so yeah, Mercury typically, when people talk about like what Mercury rules or governs, people talk about like facts, beliefs, communication, technology, all okay. things like sort of intellectual, like, you know, objective mind kind of stuff. Not not like okay. your emotions, not your like feelings or like the sort of gooey, mushy stuff. We're talking about like the the sort of like bare bones facts of the matter, those kinds of things. Okay. This is why people commonly complain about having miscommunications, having like disagreements or like just having a hard time getting on the same page as somebody during Mercury retrograde because it can fuck with the way that we communicate effectively to one another people also commonly complain about computers being stupid like technology just kind of having a time if you ever notice periods of time in your life where that's happening to you it might be because of mercury retrograde because it happens four times a year ish how come how come uh logical stuff like facts and computer like all that stuff that you were just saying why does that affect our communication with each other wouldn't emotions affect our communication with each other better and misunderstanding each other Um, you know what I mean yes and like to be clear astrology can't really be like broken down into like separate cups like they do all interact with each other which is also for what it's worth why like when I said typically I don't have a hard time during mercury retrograde because it's important to look at like your whole birth chart um, right. If you don't know how to calculate your birth chart, by the way, it's it's actually very easy. You can just use your date of birth, your time of birth, which is commonly on your birth certificate, and then the location of your birth. Where would I get my birth certificate? You don't have your birth certificate? I don't know where my birth certificate is. It's what? probably in like a locked box at the bank or something somewhere. <laughs> no, it's not. I have no it's idea. A- my mom couldn't tell you what time I was born, probably. You I don't, probably she probably find your knows birth it. certificate because you need it. Yeah. Don't you have a passport, Hannah? Yeah. How did you get it? What did you use? I probably got my social security card. I probably got it out of the... It's it's probably in the bank, like in a lockbox at the bank or something like that. My parents keep that Oh, like a safe deposit box, you mean? Yeah. Sorry. Yes. That's what I meant. I thought you meant like the bank stores everyone's birth certificates. And I was like, no, no, they do not, babe. That's not how that works at all. No, 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 no. (laughs) In a safe deposit box. (laughs) Okay. Is what I'm guessing. Like, I think she could probably tell you the time of day, but she Mm -hmm. probably can't tell you, like, the exact time that I was born. She probably does not remember. She probably knows, like, if it was morning, noon, or night, you know? I mean, ideally, if you're calculating your natal chart, you want to know the exact time that you were born because it does make a difference. Right. Okay. I had a little bit of a a minty bee earlier this year because on my birth certificate, it says (laughs) one time. And then my parents went through like a little memory box for all my baby stuff Uh only to figure out or realize that I was actually born an hour later than they initially (gasps) thought. And so it changed my whole natal chart. Not the whole thing, but like it changed a lot of it. Maybe which were... now my birth chart resonates with me a lot more than it did before. So the time the time is important. <laughs> were you born on daylight savings or something? Oh, wait, you don't have that in Arizona. We do sort in... of. Were you born in Arizona? With it. I don't know. It I know changes. you've told me this. I know you've told me this. Where mm-hmm. were you born? In Phoenix. Okay. You were born in Phoenix. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we don't know if that was a thing. Okay. Mm-mm. That's that was just my first thought is like, what if you were born and then there was a time change and then they forgot to change it? They didn't yeah. know what to put on the birth certificate. Mm-hmm. What if you were born yeah. at like 2 a.m. on fall back or on spring forward? Like that would be really messed up, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know that how all that really works. really screw up your birth chart. Yeah. <clears throat> um, anyway. But yeah, so my placements, like... All of my and anyways to answer your question, I guess. Yeah. Um, all of my emotional placements are like typically not super affected by Mercury retrograde because it also depends on where the Mercury retrograde is happening. Um, okay. You know how like we all have um, like when somebody asks you like what's your sign like yours is Gemini mine is Scorpio yeah. that's your sun sign that's like based on where the right. sun was at the time that you were born and all those horoscopes we calculate all that basically by like laying a map over a two dimensional version of the sky and so Mercury because it obviously it transits the sun it's like you know doing its little loop de loop Mercury will be in a different sign of the zodiac depending on where it's at in the sky or like where in its orbit it is. Um, so like a Mercury retrograde in Gemini would probably affect you a little bit more (laughs) than it would me and a Mercury retrograde in Scorpio would affect me more than it would affect you does that make sense yes it does and is it in Scorpio right now then I don't think so I honest to god I have no idea where it is oh okay hold on let me check okay 
but in, but, the, but it can affect everybody regardless. Yes. Mercury right now is in Taurus. Oh, I did know that. Our management company did ask me if I wanted to promote an astrology app. Did you say no? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because I, they keep, I keep getting psychic. Mm-hmm. People Same. asking me psych, psych for psychic uh, things, which I just think are scams if you're yes. asking for money. I don't like them. If you're doing like the, the yeah, like the call and it's $2 a minute to talk to a psychic, I just think that's a scam. That's so and much so, money. And I also like preach skepticism on my channel about paranormal stuff and everything. Yeah. So I'm like, no, I'm not like, that would be so weird of me to do yeah. that. And astrology just felt like a little bit, I did look up the app to see, and it also seemed like a very, like you pay for like an astrology. Um, Didn't you say you have an astrology guide? Guide? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like that. It's like an app. Okay. And it was very much like BetterHelp where it was like it matched you with an astrology guide kind of thing. Like, but it's something that's that you weird. pay for. So, yeah, that's what I was just like, no, thank Mm-mm. you, though. But I'm yeah. not going to do any astrology or psychic, like any of that that's stuff fair. that just because, yeah, that's just like a, a, fa- a brand boundary or whatever. But yeah. yes, anyway, yeah, I hear that. I'm sorry. But yeah. So for the uninitiated, basically what's happening right now is that there is a lunar eclipse in Scorpio. Um, It happened this morning at like 10 a.m. I think at the time that we're recording this. There was a lunar eclipse. Wait, I'm Mm -hmm. wait. Yeah. I keep cutting you off. But pause. I thought lunar eclipses were like a huge deal. Like, don't we all know about a lunar eclipse when they happen? I mean, like, yes. Or is that was Oh, that was a solar eclipse. Never Solar mind. eclipses, people tend to get more like up in arms about. But we're in eclipse season right now. We've already had one. We had one on April 20th. I don't know if that one was a lunar or solar. I can't remember. But then this one was a, a lunar eclipse. We Eclipses are like, I don't want to say they're common, but they're not like quite as isn't big it, of a deal as people make them out to be. Right. But isn't a lunar eclipse when the moon is covered? Like when... Mm-hmm. We don't see all the moon. Isn't that yes. an eclipse? Yes. My dad would be screaming at me for saying this incorrectly right now because <laughs> he's a scientist. But yeah, basically the there's I actually have a, like a handy little diagram because I literally talked about this in astrology class because I go to an, a class to like learn about this. Well, we, they That's literally so cool. gave us. I know it's so nice. They gave us a diagram to explain the difference between a solar solar uh solar and lunar eclipse. And the difference is basically where the moon is. So like if the earth is here and the sun is here always right and the moon yeah. goes around the sun depending on whether the moon is in between the sun and the earth or on the other side of the earth that's what makes the difference between a solar and a lunar oh okay it's just the position okay. of the moon around the earth yeah okay but i was thinking i just had this thing in my head where i was thinking of that solar eclipse that happened back in like 2017 oh, or 18 or something yes. like that and it was like a worldwide event like yes. everybody stopped what they were doing to go look mm-hmm. at i was like wait wouldn't we have heard about that if there was but then i remembered yeah. it wasn't a loon yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um the lunar and eclipse also, is just the moon cycle <laughs> yes well um and the the solar eclipse is like more noteworthy because it does happen during the day and it like temporarily blocks the light out but also there are like big ones that happen that are like noteworthy i don't know what makes the difference between like a noteworthy one and not but like eclipses do happen every year it's you know like i said it's like it's a big deal from like an energetic point of view but it's not like you know like a life-changing astronomical event right okay okay gotcha gotcha but right what's happening right now is that there is a solar eclipse in scorpio which i am a scorpio stellium which means that i have a whole bunch of fucking scorpio placements in my birth chart which is why i am so intense and sometimes (laughs) aggressive (laughs) but so that's like lighting up a bunch of the stuff in my chart and then we also have mercury retrograde which is lighting up some of my other placements for me and then also my saturn return just happened literally yesterday do you want to explain what that is for people that i bet a lot of people don't know what that is yes so a saturn return people describe it as like your astrological adulthood basically it like from an astronomy point of view it just means that saturn is back in the exact same place in the sky that it was at the time that you were born so for me i have saturn in pisces and saturn just recently transited back into pisces and so my exact saturn return happened yesterday which means that it was at the exact same place in the sky that it was 28 and a half years ago when I was born. And so it's like energetically this big deal because in astrology, Saturn 
is uh, like people associate it with like rules and boundaries and like Saturn people. <laughs> there's a podcast that I listen to called Ghost of a Podcast. Jessica Lignato hosts it and she's incredible. But she describes Saturn as like the boner kill <laughs> of astrology because uh, <laughs> it is kind of How that way. How often does that happen where it's like a Saturn in the same return? place? Yeah. Every 28 and a half years ish like 29 years depending on like it's retrograde and it's like movement and stuff but yeah oh wait like it happens to everybody when they are like 28 to 29 yep so you've already had so it so it already happened to me a couple years ago Mm -hmm. oh interesting yeah does that mean it'll happen again when you're like almost 60 yeah or like uh yeah yeah close to like 50 something that's so weird Mm -hmm. i wonder if like that's right when i got diagnosed with crohn's disease I got diagnosed with Crohn's disease when I was 29 and a half, though. So, Well, your Saturn return lasts about two years. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because Saturn but what is does one it of mean the... when you have a Saturn return? Like what stuff? Is it like transitions or like kind of makes you irritable or like what? Like what well, is like it, what's the effect of it? I mean, it's different for everybody sure. because it also has to do with where it's placed in your chart and then how it's interacting with all of the other stuff in your chart because your birth chart is essentially just like a map of the sky at the moment that you were born right so we have like a sort of two-dimensional view of the sky where the planets are and then we lay the zodiac on top of that to see like what planets are in what zodiac sign and then you also have house placements which are like a whole separate thing it's sort of confusing but those explain like like what area of your life they govern sort of Um, Or like what themes that's related to. So like if you have Saturn in Pisces, but you have Saturn in Pisces in like your seventh house, your seventh house is like commonly associated with like relationships. And then like that theme of like Saturn in Pisces and like all of the things that are associated with Piscean energy, with Saturn energy would also be somehow affecting your relationships, right? Um, okay. That's not where mine is, to be clear, but just like for yeah. the sake of making an easy example. So yeah. there's like all yeah. these layers of things on top of each other, which is why astrology is so unique to the person. Because like you can have the same placements as somebody, but they'll probably be in different houses. Um, and so it makes up this very complex view of like how astrological events might influence uh, your life and your personality, your characteristics, like those kinds of things. What are houses? Um, houses are, so they're, it's similar. This is the problem is that I don't know anything about it. So you have to like explain the history of astrology to me. Is it's like easier to explain with a visual aid. Um, Sure. I'm sure. Picture like pieces of a pie, like a pie chart. Okay. Okay. The Zodiac has 12 signs, right? Yes. There are also 12 houses. So it's the same sort of shape. Like the little like pie chart shape. Uh Like, that looks like a whatever. Uh-huh. You get what I'm saying. Um, I do get what you're saying. Yeah. And so there's also different house systems to use, to be clear. It's all, it's a lot. Right. And I don't know all that there is to know about all the house systems either. I, yeah, I know. Yeah. You don't have to like explain in depth. I'm just like, but I don't, I had no concept of what that even is. So basically your houses just refer to like, or, or like explain different themes or like areas of your life so like your seventh house is relationships and they're all they all correspond with a sign of the zodiac so like your eighth house is like transformation and rebirth because the eighth house is governed and or associated with scorpionic stuff which scorpio is like very much that vibe my um astrology teacher (laughs) she was like if i had to give you a brief overview of like what scorpio energy feels like the vocabulary words that i'd use are sex death and taxes (laughs) So it's kind of like that vibe. And so like anything that you have in your eighth house might be like a a moment of transformation in your life or like something to do with like rebirth or like change or upheaval or like, you know, other stuff like that. Yeah. Do you do um, do you like play with tarot cards and stuff Mm -hmm. too? Yeah. Do you do tarot tarot cards? Yeah. I don't yeah I actually think tarot's cool because I have heard that if you're okay and correct me if I'm wrong I might be completely uneducated and be wrong about this Fair. but what I've heard is that like a lot of people use it to like predict their futures or whatever but it's actually not really what you're doing you're actually like trying to get insight mm-hmm. on in your life and like kind of like some guidance yeah. in your life you're mm-hmm. not necessarily like it's not like necessarily some magical thing that you're yes. trying to like 
predict what's going to happen to you. Is that yeah, correct? Exactly. About, is that a part? Is that a common misconception about tarot cards? I feel yeah. like. Yeah, because it's not like fortune telling so much as it is like right. guidance, like you were saying. And astrology is the right. same way. It's not like the planets exert some kind of magical force on you and like do some kind of like sky juju. Like it's, that's not <laughs> how it works. Um, yeah. It's more about having language and understanding for these patterns that have existed for thousands of years. It's a like ancient right. practice of observing what's happening in the sky from an astronomy perspective, how does that correlate with like trends and characteristics and like things about people and society and like anthropology, like how do those two things fit together? What patterns can we safely draw over like, you know, uh, centuries of observing and experiencing and like understanding and then making like an inference or like getting some guidance about a person based on how that all looked for you at the time that you were born. And there's like other stuff too about like how your life will progress and like how other things like transits and secondary progressions and like solar arcs, whatever the fuck, like it's all very confusing. It can get like very esoteric very quickly. I'm sure it's very, yeah, it's way more complicated than. Yeah, but it's it's more so about like trying to get some some guidance and like, uh, you know, sort of heads up, I guess. <laughs> or like, like uh, you know, I don't know. What to look forward to, sort of. Yeah. 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 I like but that yeah. description of it. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Because I also am like a very evidence-based person, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel very strongly about like, especially my my job, my profession. Yeah. Being you steeped have to in be. real science. Right. And so it was hard for me initially to kind of suspend belief. I was like, what are you talking about? The planets are magic. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know that I agree with that. But the more that I've learned about it, the more that it resonates, I think. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. That's yeah. cool. So that's what's happening for me. I've been having my, uh, you know, how many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man, moments over and over oh, and no. over again. <laughs> and just like all of the things that I, you know, in going to therapy, in working on myself, in yeah. receiving guidance from astrology and tarot, like I'm aware that there are parts of me that I need to work on. There are patterns that I'm committed to that are not helpful to me, but it's hard to let that shit go, you know? And so I've just yeah. had basically what's been happening for me in the last like month or so is the universe just repeatedly being like, hey, pay attention. Like I'm going to put this right in your face in case you were wondering, did you forget? Did you think we were going to let you forget? Well, you can't. Pay attention, bitch, because hmm. it's time to go to school. So it's just been a lot of that. Is there anything like specific that you want to like talk about that's like been happening to you in the last month? Without, um, like, in, I don't want to. You don't have to. You say anything no, you don't no, want no. to, obviously. Yeah. But is there um, anything like? I just think it's funny that you ask because one of the things actually that has been a learning moment for me is actually like the traumatic event that took place while we were in Vegas together. I know yeah. you know what I'm talking that's about. That's what I mean. I do know what you're talking about. I, that's why I don't want to push you if you don't want to talk about it. You definitely <laughs> yeah. do not have to. Thank you. We can just like briefly explain and then we can leave it at that yeah. if you guys want. But what, um, whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah. I don't want to be a vague asshole. I keep bumping my head into oh. my microphone. It's no. fine. It's fine. Don't okay? worry. It's okay. fine. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, yeah. But also, right. I mean, you don't. Yeah, you don't have. Yeah. You could also explain it without getting into details if you're uncomfortable with it. But it's whatever, whatever you want to do. I think I have enough distance from it now that I feel OK to talk about it. Um, like okay. I said, I don't want to be a vague asshole about it. Um, okay. So to like generally summarize, we decided while we were in Vegas together, one of the things that we wanted to do was go to Zach. Is it Baggins or Baggins? Zach Baggins Haunted okay. Museum. I hate that fucking place. <laughs> I'm never fucking going back there. <laughs> yeah, we're going I know. within a fucking hundred miles of that goddamn. We place. were in Vegas a few weeks ago. We were in mm-hmm. Vegas at the end of April, and yes. I really wanted to do this. Mickey agreed to go with me, but then yeah. Aaron was like, "Absolutely." Um, your husband <laughs> yes. but then his friend yes. came and he was like all he was like me yes. where he was like really very really excited it. about it and very into it so then I feel like I mean you were gonna humor me and come with me anyway but then yeah. you and Aaron both got roped into it so it turned into this yeah. group of four yes that's that's what we're talking about here so we went to Zach Baggins Haunted Museum yes. very famous museum Which, I just I just filmed my review about it um for that I'm gonna post on you TikTok did? later so oh okay yeah I did 
Yeah. But yeah, my impression initially was that it was just like a little oddities museum with like some interesting yes. trinkets, a few haunted items here or there. Not the case. As it turns out, it's like a fucking three hour guided tour where they put you in these creepy ass fucking rooms um, with a bunch of haunted ass. <laughs> I'm not laughing shit. at you if no, I laugh, by the way. OK, I'm not <laughs> laughing at you. I'm laughing at, uh, at the absurdity yes. of it. Um, yeah, because then also they put you in these rooms because it's this old creepy haunted house and they put you in these rooms with all these creepy artifacts and dolls and in some cases human remains and things uh. that are like supposedly haunted and have all this like cursed history. And then they close the door and you watch this like video fucking presentation about how awful all of these items are. And then oh, along Zach the Baggins way. making shit up for the oh, yeah. lot of it. Yes. Though. And then they they let you out of there and you walk to a different part of the house. And for some of it, you're walking past like legitimate jump scares and flashing lights and like simulated smells and sounds and stuff. It was like a cross between a haunted house and a guided museum tour. It was a it was a stimulation nightmare for it was it would have been sensory overload for a lot of people. And they did not fairly warn people about it unless we just didn't read the consent form close enough. Fair. But maybe we didn't. But like, yeah. I thought it was really un. Okay, I'll put more. I'll put like my actual review on my TikTok and socials yeah, and stuff. But like, that. I did think that the jump scare part, there was that circus part where they did actually have one of their staff members do jump scares on people. And I'm mm-hmm. like, excuse me, Mm-mm. I love haunted houses. And yeah. I did not appreciate that. No. I love like Halloween jump scare clown maze haunted houses. And yeah. I thought that was absolutely terrible of them to impose that on people that signed up for a museum that's what i'm saying what the fuck who does that not everybody likes that stuff like not everybody likes that and you should know that you're signing up for that yes and the 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 fake popcorn smell that they put in that part was made me want to puke okay yeah go that will live in my head (laughs) rent free for like the rest of my life honest to god um But basically what happened is that we went to this thing um, and I knew, I knew this about myself fucking 10 minutes (laughs) in before we even made it to the jump scare part. I had this like, like I like looked within myself and I was like, Mickey, this is a bad idea. Don't fucking do this. Like, why are you doing this? Like, first of all, that stuff is a trauma button for me because I was exposed to some like very graphic and like just like not appropriate media for a small child when I was very, very oh, little. Oh, really? Oh, oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, well, and like, I didn't know to be that. fair, I don't that would lead be with that so information. Tra- <laughs> yeah, but that would have been, yeah, that would have been really traumatic because I didn't see any of that shit until I chose to Mm -mm. see it myself as an adult no i was watching silence of the lambs as like a four and five year old (gasps) no yeah and because like i didn't know this at the time but like now knowing what i know about the brain my brain was not developed enough to understand that that was all simulated and so i really thought at the age of like five years old that i was watching people being murdered so yeah um that's why i don't watch horror movies or like engage in that because it like it pushes a button deep with inside wounded inner child Mm -hmm. so i knew that i was like going in i knew that this was a fucking bad idea okay but the second we walked in the door you had a headache too yes that creeped me out too it was not good but then also too because i had been kind of on this journey to like uncover my own cultural spiritual practices for those of you who don't know i grew up in a a mexican family and household my mom's gonna kill me for talking about this (laughs) um but uh, i don't know she probably won't listen to it though that's fair if you are sorry mom um But it it is like a sacred cultural practice, at least in my family, for the women to practice witchcraft. And like Mm. there is a lot of shame and like secrecy shrouded around it because my family is also very Catholic. And like those two things to them don't go together. To me, they do. Sure. And so I've been on this like journey to like uncover all of that and like reconnect with that and like you know, feel more embodied as my whole self with my like spiritual practices and stuff. And so also going in there, I was like, I don't think I'm ready for this. Like this is Mm -hmm. like a uh, final exam of like, can you control 
your spiritual barriers enough to not have something bad happen to you. And I knew it. Mm -hmm. I knew it in that fucking Dr. Kevorkian room. I felt it. I was like, no, <laughs> no, no, which no. Which one was that again? Which, that was the, which, the van. The van. The van. Yeah. Oh yeah, that had like the actual. Wasn't was that was that not Ed Gein? Mm -mm. Was no, that, that was his? That was next door. That was next door. This was some serial killer. That was so okay. Yeah. Can we talk about how, as a true crimey, like how disrespectful this yes. museum was to yes. victims? Yes. Zach Baggins. Disrespectful. We, so Mickey and I, Mickey and I shared the best friend look i think anybody has ever shared when we walked mm -hmm. into the serial killer room of this museum so if you don't know yeah. zach baggins museum like it's supposed to be a haunted objects museum mm -hmm. and oddities and stuff like mickey was saying and like random haunted dolls and all this yeah but there's this entire exhibit like this entire section that is devoted to serial killer memorabilia yeah. including yeah. remain some remains of the serial killers this yep. was john wayne gacy was there richard ramirez yes. uh jeffrey dahmer and some ted bundy stuff i yeah. think too mm -hmm. and like as somebody who knows quite a bit about john wayne gacy his artwork was like some of the artwork ended up in his museum yeah and some of the like letters and stuff he wrote and like so many people thought it was so cool and mickey and i were looking at each other like what the actual this? hell is this it yeah. was so exploitative yeah and so glorifying yeah of serial killers it made me sick yeah. and it, the fact Same. that i mean that would be one thing but the fact that zach is making god knows how much money oh, off of this museum amounts. yeah off of profit profiting directly profiting off yeah. of serial killers and romanticizing serial killers glorifying yep. them in this way to make it like ooh, you're about to enter the yeah. room where richard ramirez's dental records are blah oh, whatever God, the fuck it was and it's like it's Fucked not up. that cool no. He's not he's not he's some not a mystical superstar. prolific yeah he's not some prolific person that mm -hmm. did crazy magical things stop yeah. like pedestal oh my god sorry he's to get so ranty person. but this really pisses me off like and also just like he's just a fucking loser yes he's a loser that killed yes. people he's mm -hmm. evil he is yeah. not he is nothing special no he was a loser so and why are you acting like what he did was cool and that we should all be like gasping and going yes. oh my god take yes. bundy blah, 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 blah. Like, like yeah i feel like especially too because people from <sighs> that era like serial killers from that era people talk about it as if it's like some noteworthy or exceptional thing that they got away with it and like no dude yes. it's because the fucking internet didn't exist and because people yes. were hitchhiking a lot like there was absolute yes. fucking shit for resources in terms of like contacting people the internet didn't exist and so we couldn't like regularly communicate about like risks and issues and like safety concerns and also the police departments a lot of the times didn't communicate with each other and so someone could just fucking hop towns yes. and like no one would be the wiser like that yes. doesn't make those people Whoa. noteworthy or cool or worth our fucking attention having a fucking exhibit in a museum yes. they just got lucky they're fucking evil shitty people who just so happen to to live in this right. time where like all of the factors align to allow them to be the uh -huh. worst fucking versions of themselves uh-huh to be right and the the thing that really gets me is how how much they stress how many victims they had they're just like he killed 33 plus uh yeah. like men and i'm like no he killed 33 plus children children that were boys they Small were children, children yeah and they were actual people like why not have an exhibit about yeah. all the victims like because yeah. i cannot believe if you asked some of john wayne gacy's his family the family members of the victims now that they yeah. would be like yeah go off have that exhibit no in exactly the museum so and like it's so gross i just yeah. the fact that he's making so much money and to oh, i want to be clear that we didn't know that this exhibit no. was in there no <laughs> we would, we no i idea. don't i would have seriously rethought this entire thing if i had known because i had no idea this was a total shock to me i had not done research beforehand yeah i just knew that the dubuque box was in there was pretty much the only thing that like mm -hmm. i knew that i was like oh i want to see the dubuque box because i've done a video on it and stuff in the past yeah but that and then there was a whole ed Gein room that <laughs> he had 
some really disturbing things of Ed Gein, like again, like that cauldron that he used with one of his victims, which is like, why this should not exist. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. See, I knew this was going to get me all heated up because that <laughs> Girl, really tell me about it. Um, pissed me the fuck off. Like, yeah. Like well, and like, like around that time was when I was like, I know that yeah. this is a fucking bad idea. Like, I don't need to be here. Okay. This is going to do bad things to me and my psyche. Um, oh god but i was like it's fine like i i have faith in myself i can do this it'll be okay you know and also right. i was like i don't want to be the only person on this like 25 person tour who was like i'm tapping in the first 10 minutes i'm right out of here. <laughs> like just from a pride place that's embarrassing to me i was gonna know? say and also kind of like the like well maybe if i can get through it then yes things after this will be easier yes. if i can get through something this hard that's what i thought turns out that that's I not can, the case i get that i didn't realize you were i did realize you were having a hard time but not until we got to the debuke box and you said you weren't going in to look at it yeah. that's when I realized and like the dolls and stuff and you were like nope you go and I was mm-hmm. like okay she's not she I'm is done. not having fun like no and I I agree with 99 the only difference between our opinions on this is that I do enjoy haunted objects and stuff and yeah. I'm not and I'm so skeptical about all of that that yeah. like I can actually enjoy that stuff and it and but I learned about it at an appropriate age too and I yes. do my whole job around it so that's that kind of stuff is really fascinating to me, mm-hmm. but not the serial killer stuff. And the no. time it being like over two and a half hour tour was absolutely ridiculous. Wild. Wild. Nobody wants to, nobody. I can no. guarantee nobody wants to be on a tour that long, no matter what. Yeah. Also, you're walking is. the whole time. Like you're I have right. fucking my ankles are not long for this earth. And I that was a long time for me to be standing. I'm just saying I, I was <laughs> I was exhausted. Yeah, it was. But okay, yeah, so sorry. all of that was <laughs> so happening. Sorry. I no, keep cutting right. off your story. Um, but anyways, we made it through this fucking experience and I'm like doing all of the most with like all of my uh, like yeah. tools and, and like techniques to like try to spiritually protect myself. But I right. I fucking knew it, dude. Like when we left, I was like, this is not good. This is not good. I kept seeing shit out of the corner of my eye and I kept feeling stuff that was just like not right. Also, we should give a trigger warning really quick before we yeah. continue. Yeah. Yeah. For like general spooky, creepy, haunting kind of stuff. But I'm also going to talk about like actual spiritual possession in a sec. And panic attacks. Yeah. And panic attacks also. So trigger warning if any of those are uh, sensitive topics for you. Okay. But yeah, I kept seeing stuff and feeling stuff. And I just kept telling myself like, Mickey, you're being paranoid. Like, I kn- you know that this is a trauma button for you. Your central nervous right. system is wilding out. Like, it will be okay. It will be fine. And then I got home and like, honest to God, the scariest thing that's ever <laughs> happened to me in my entire life. I don't want to like get too into it and like be too graphic about it, like just for the sake of. Okay. But on two separate occasions while I was sleeping, I felt something happening to my body um and I had a really really hard time coming back to consciousness like I almost couldn't wake myself back up and it was like awful I heard scary creepy laughter in my ear and I felt something touch me and I woke up because I felt like somebody had just fucking punched all of the air out of my chest like I woke up and Aaron was still on the trip right yeah so you were alone in the house I was alone in my house Yeah. yeah and so I like freaked the fuck out obviously and like called somebody who's like a sort of safe spiritual mentor for me and I was like please fucking help me and they did mm-hmm. help me thank god good but yeah so the anyways the whole reason I'm telling the story is because my Saturn placement being in Pisces Pisces has a lot to do with like the sort of unseen parts of ourselves of our psyche it's like you know commonly associated with like spiritual practices and psychic practices and all of that stuff And I know for myself in my life that like boundaries generally are a thing that I have had to work really, really hard on. But especially boundaries around my limits with those things (laughs) has been a thing. And so I think that whole experience to me felt very like emblematic of like recognizing where your limits are and like what is actually safe for you and learning how to advocate for yourself because I should have left I should have fucking left and I that's knew that right. I should have left but right. I didn't because I'm I was um, like I don't want to embarrass myself like that's dumb right you know and I didn't trust myself right. so duly noted the next time I get that fucking creepy uh spine feeling I'm running yeah I'm running out of the fucking room because <laughs> never and, again yeah, and do I want to experience that I was having panic attacks for days but like I would have like right. five or six panic attacks 
every day for like a week solid. I like I couldn't drive. Yeah. I couldn't sleep. I was like sleep deprived. <laughs> I couldn't eat. I was on the phone with Aaron all the time being like, please, fuck God. Please, when are you coming home? Because I was just like, I felt like I was having a hard time staying tethered to reality. Honestly, it was like hmm. the worst thing that's ever fucking happened to me. Do you feel better? Like when do you feel better now? And if so, like when did it start to like feel better after talking to your uh, spiritual help? Yeah. and stuff like that um like do you feel it, do you still feel like haunted basically it took three days for me to like get whatever being was in this in, nightmare yeah yeah it took three days for me to push whatever was in my house or like attached to me out of here and eventually i started to feel a little bit better i would say like four or five days post uh, like the original event. And I did talk to my therapist a lot about it too. That helped a lot, honestly. <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't remember what your question was. I'm sorry. Just if you feel better now. Like if oh, just, yes. just basically that, like I know that the the universe stuff is like the, the astrology stuff is still like messing with you. But like yeah. from that specific incident, do, are you feel like you're sleeping okay and you're safe yes. and like yeah stuff like um that. i will okay. say though like yesterday because my exact saturn return was yesterday it started again where i was like seeing stuff out of the corner of my eye and like feeling stuff around and it just felt like another reminder of like get your boundaries in check bitch and like also to like don't tiptoe into this like practice in this territory without taking it seriously you know because like I am a very skeptical person about magic and like witchcraft and whatever and it felt like kind of reckoning a little bit <laughs> that like mm, if you're okay. going to be in this space if you're going to fuck around with this energy and like try to hold space here then you need to take it seriously you know like this is why you can't be sure. kind of like half in and half out and like disregard the messages mm. that like your spiritual psyche is trying to send to you. It mm -hmm. felt very much like a sort of fuck around and find out moment, I guess. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And yeah. And we would have I didn't know that you were having a hard time like in the, like I said, like I didn't yeah. really realize that anything was wrong until we got to like the parts where you were like, uh-uh. Yeah. And yeah, and I think you're right. I think we would have, I mean, everybody would have been understanding. Like yeah, it, hap it happens there. I think people leave that tour all the time because yeah. it upsets people so much. Mm -hmm. I think they design it to try to upset you too. Like so too. Um, a lot of people we saw in the videos that were like, yeah, I think it's hot in there. People don't have access to water for two mm -hmm. and a half hours when it's so hot in there. You're cramped with other people. You're breathing in other people's air, yes. like literally. And, and so I think it's kind Ugh. of designed to like try to make a lot of people. And so I just, yeah, if we would, we would have totally been like, yeah, please. I'm so sorry you have to wait for us though. Cause <laughs> like we kind of, cause yeah. I'm sure Aaron's friend would have want to finish, would have Finished, oh yeah but Aaron hopefully would have gone with you or something because I don't think Aaron was having too much of a fun time either I don't think Aaron, Aaron was very annoyed was like, towards the end because <laughs> it was like, so long yeah yeah he wasn't like scared or like having a hard time like I was but he was just like practically very aggravated about how long the tour was yes. which I appreciate honestly it was a because very long tour. even if you're in France you can't like you can only stay in the Louvre for so long and yes. the Mona Lisa is in the Louvre. There like, are limits, man. You can't just like hold. And it felt, I do totally understand you not wanting to speak up as well, though, because you yeah. felt very trapped. Mm -hmm. It felt like they made it very, it wasn't like a regular museum where there's mm -hmm. exits. No. They made it seem very like it was a yellow brick road that you had to follow and yes. you couldn't get out until you made it out. I'm sure they would have let you out yeah. if you were upset, but. I can totally understand not feeling like that at the time. Yeah. Like it was feeling like, kind of it was trapped like haunted and feeling Ikea. like. It was like haunted Ikea. Yes. yes. Except if they're fucking filming you the whole time. Totally also, like they that. kept showing us footage of other people who had had panic attacks or like yeah. negative spiritual experiences on this thing. Which again, And so I was like, I think, oh, great. They're filming us too. Yes. Like that's Oh, yeah. Awful. They were filming us for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we it's signed like haunted off on Ikea all that, if though. someone was, um, you know tracking your every move and going to use the yeah. footage of you having a fucking meltdown as evidence for their museum being such a for great their time. ghosts oh. 
Do you want to tell them about the photo? Your photo the from pho- the beginning? Yes, that you took of me. Yeah, do you have because it still? That- you should insert it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to put it in my TikToks and stuff. Okay, so that is the one. Look at, listen, I'm a skeptical <laughs> person. Yes. I... I but I believe people's experiences like I believe that people are scared when they're scared and I believe people experience what yeah. they experience right like that's yeah. not for me to say but pre personally I'm skeptical I've never experienced anything myself Mickey took a photo and I am legitimately freaked out by it mm-hmm. and if you're one of my regular viewers you're gonna understand how big this is because I because of how skeptical I am <laughs> Mickey took a photo of me because that was the only place you were allowed to take photos was in, in the, the lobby. lobby at the beginning with the creepy stuff around you weren't allowed to take photos inside Mm-mm. and Mickey took several normal photos of me and the last one turned out blurry yeah totally blurred up like up but and not down like, not like yeah. she was moving not like she was moving the phone. Mm-hmm. She assured me she didn't move the phone. No. I saw her. She wasn't moving the phone. And the thing that kills me is that she was taking pictures of me throughout the Vegas trip. Yep. She, You took a picture of me in the Bellagio yep. on, with the flowers and you stuff. You look so cute, by the All way. of them were... Oh, thank you. <laughs> all of them were normal. Yes. They were all normal. They were all fine. Also, hello. So, we're both influencers. We know how to take good fucking photos. Thank you very right. much. <laughs> right. She was taking normal photos of me other times throughout the trip and none of them turned out like that. Mm-hmm. And like the one in there, like, okay, I'm not saying, I don't know. There could be a logical explanation, sure. but I'm just saying that actually did stick with me a little bit. That yeah. was a little bit like, what the hell? Because I don't know. It was weird. It's not like, it doesn't look like a normal blurred photo yeah. in my opinion of yeah. like you shaking the camera. It's like up and down blurred, not like side to side blurred, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, the whole thing, too, <gasps> like, just as a last closing remarks, the whole thing sure. just felt like this very, like, I, when I was explaining the situation to the person who I called for help, I was like, listen, I went to this thing. Wasn't my fucking idea, to be clear. Don't judge me. Um, but I was like, I went to this thing and it was like basically a three hour long monument to like white man's ignorance and like hubris <laughs> of like his ability to contain like hundreds if not like a thousand artifacts of like spiritual and and like haunted significance you know like Mm -hmm. he basically just gathered all of these malicious and malevolent spirits in one building and it's like Mm -hmm. i can handle it i can contain all of this i can take care of it and like no you can't bitch nobody fucking can like that's not how it works it just felt fucking disrespectful and it also felt like the thing where like when you poke at I know you're not like a believer necessarily in like uh, spirits and and like demons and stuff like that but Mm -hmm. it just felt like the thing where when you cast out and when you like poke at spirits like that uh, to like like make fun of them that they like lash out at you to like prove a point you know it Mm -hmm. felt a little bit like like you're okay yeah sure you're gonna make a fucking joke out of our existence and our, our experiences like sure let me show you some stuff you know just mm-hmm. felt like very We malicious. weren't joking though. No, not us, but like Zach Baggins oh. having fucking post Malone in the room and fucking off getting drunk and like shitting around oh. with the Dybbuk box. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. fucking disrespectful, yes. dude. Like he just yes. took the glass cover off the Dybbuk box glass just off, to fucking do it. Like just, it just to right. And then Post yeah. Malone was like so like, whoa, no, yeah. I'm haunted. Like, wow. And you're like, no shit. Yes. <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. Like, like not us, but play, like him having okay, this I got thing you. Like, why don't you play place? with the Ouija board? Yeah. In a graveyard. Zach like, Baggins. Like, do it in like, your own house, you weirdo. Like, why are you yeah. subjecting yeah. people to this? <laughs> See, I think it would be really cool. This is the place I, and I will never take you here. Don't worry. But <laughs> I want to go to Ed and Lorraine Warren's haunted objects because they have a Pass. collection of those, but they don't have, as far as I know, there's no serial killer memorabilia. That's it's good. specifically just haunted objects like Annabelle and stuff like that. Nope. So that. Learned. Yeah, I know. I understand. Maybe I'm just not susceptible. That's the other thing I keep thinking about. Like, maybe it's not like maybe I'm not a believer because it doesn't happen to me because only certain people are susceptible to that kind of stuff. Does that make sense? Like, maybe that's why some people see have experiences and other people never do because there's like certain types of people or energies or something that's susceptible to it because I literally had no issues. So it's like. 
And I don't know, to be clear, I, maybe I'm wrong. And maybe my like trauma response and my nervous system was just making shit up and like pushing my buttons. And maybe that's what was going on. I don't know. But like, yeah. to me, it does feel very but regardless, real. regardless, you know? does it matter? Yeah. Like, it was still very real to you regardless. Yes. Yeah. Well, like, that's that the thing still too. happened. <clears throat> that's like the lesson that I took away from it too, is that like, if you try to gaslight yourself into saying like, no, right. I'm not experiencing this. No, I'm not believing it. Like, it does doesn't in fact make it it better. doesn't right it's gonna be like <laughs> you know okay okay so just kidding we're actually yeah. we started talking about this so long that we started talking about astrology and then the zach baggins museum which was a really fun <laughs> conversation sorry for getting um, on everyone and so no i'm actually i'm so happy that you feel like comfortable enough to talk about it a little bit now that like i feel like it makes me like feel happy that your that your body kind of calm like went back to normal a little bit that you're able to like chat about it and um so we're just gonna save my topic for next week i'm so excited can I give them a tiny spoiler yes, for next week? Please do. Um, next week, we're going to talk about MLMs, but somebody very specific in the <laughs> MLM world. So get ready for that because that's going to be spicy. We're going to mm-hmm. be very, we're going to, if you think we have an attitude now about, <laughs> we're going to have a, yeah. Yeah. So I'm so excited okay. about it because I could talk with you about MLMs forever, but also I, I don't same. know as much about this person as you do. And so I love right. just like it's my turn. I get to sit. I'm, I'm like sidling up to the PowerPoint yes. presentation. Please teach me. Oh, <laughs> I'm so I'm so excited to give you the PowerPoint presentation because I'm too. also very curious to know your thoughts about mm-hmm. this person and everything. It's going to be good. So, yeah. All right. Okay. So we're going to say that for next week. All right. Yeah. Then I guess we will talk about that next week. Thank you so much to everybody for being here, for listening to us yam on for an hour. I am enjoying <laughs> myself. I hope that you're enjoying yourself. I am yourself. too. Yeah. <laughs> Who um, cares if they are? We are. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you guys. I do I'm, hope if you're, that's I do fair. hope if you like, I, yeah, I do care if you like it. <laughs> Um, yeah, if you do like the podcast, uh, please subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. Um, yes. Go give us a five-star review. It really does help the podcast a lot. And we will be back next week for our next episode yes. where Hannah is going to give me a whole PowerPoint presentation about MLS. <laughs> Every Tuesday, y'all. Yeah. Every Tuesday. So thanks for being okay. here. We love you the most. We'll talk to you next week. I think week. I could safely say for this week's topic, like, thanks, we hate it. Oh, thanks, we hate big time. Zach thanks, Baggins we hate that. Museum. Yes. <laughs> Fuck okay. that fucking place, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Bye, Bye, everybody. Bye.